beyond tragic. It's beyond Hamlet. It is pure Sutter at his best with all of us doing our part. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Well, 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 look who it is. Now, for all you beauties and bruises out there who don't know what Justin Tordella looks like, or JT, we like to call him, there he is right there. Welcome, JT. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here this week. What's going on, little brother? You're you're the producer of this crazy fucking show that we've been going that we've been doing for over two and a half years now. How do you feel about all that, Justin? Feels good. It's uh, it's strange as we get toward the end. Um, it, sometimes it felt like it would never end, uh, good or bad. <laughs> Isn't so, that the truth, bro? I mean, but uh, I mean, Justin, you've been there since day one. Today is really dedicated. Uh, to you, little brother, because Theo, who's just completely missing from this broadcast, he's completely useless because he's so, so busy. I think he's in Chi Town, isn't he? Yeah. Justin? I think so. I think so. I saw him this weekend uh, for the fourth. We went over uh, to his house. He didn't ask me about doing the podcast on, on the weekend. I think he knew in person I'd say no. Yeah, he knew that if he didn't wrangle you to the ground right. like a steer, you you basically would say no. So we're really glad that he didn't do that for you for you to have no. the chance to say no. Happy to but, be here. Yeah, you saw him at his house, huh? How was it? It was great. It's great. It was uh I've been there to the new place once or twice before. It's real nice. There are a ton of kids, ton of craziness. So fun. much fun, right? Yeah. How how did the dogs do with the fireworks? Do we know at all? I'm, I'm not sure. I know that their city didn't do any, I don't think. Um, and I think the neighborhood they live in, there's a lot of livestock and stuff. So I think mostly their neighbors probably didn't do any, but I, I haven't heard. Well, that's terrific because, you know, you produce this show, Justin. And for the millions of listeners out there, you know who Justin is and he produces this fucker. So he hears every stupid thing that Theo and I talk about. And yet the thing that we do care about are animals so much. And we, we really discussed about my dog. She's gone now, Tara, but we had to wrap her in a blanket and put her in a closet. And those fireworks are just brutal on animals, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but but hopefully, you know, hopefully it wasn't an issue here. There were fireworks all day, every day. For all days, day, so. every day. Welcome to Texas. That's right. That is right. I've only got a cat. She doesn't care about anything. So it doesn't matter. Do cats care about anything ever? I no, mean, not at all. No. I mean, come on, right? Who would yeah. be the cat on Sons of Anarchy? I wonder if that would be oh, like, boy. like, who would that be, Justin? Like on all the wacky characters that we've come across, who would be the cat? I mean, it's not really fair to say they don't care about anything. But they really are in their own heads, right? They don't they don't fucking listen to anything. You can't train no. them. Nah. They're, I mean, they're, they've got that, their own thing going on. They got their own thing going on. They <laughs> sure do. Well, we'll come back yeah. to that. Um, yeah. So I'm dealing with a little chest cold. Um, Me as I know well. Diana, Diana is too. It's been I've been traveling all over the world. And yeah. I guess now that masks are off and COVID's still flying around. I guess people are getting sick now with colds and shit like that. So how are you, how are you feeling? How are you doing at your beautiful house? A little rough today. Uh, the, the past couple of days got some kind of cold going on. Uh, we're, we're still doing the masks when we go out just because I, don't know, I, I almost prefer it. People are, especially kids, they're, they're always sick. I don't need their germs. So uh, <laughs> I should wear one in the house. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think I'm on the, uh, I think I'm on the way back up, hopefully. So yeah, well, see. you are, well, you look good. Yeah. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Um, Thank you. so this came about because, I mean, as you know, Justin, we are, we are coming to the end and I want to ask you a few things before we get into those <laughs> incredible questions from some of our, our beauty Sam fans out there. But I, I got to tell you that when Theo and I, and you, I didn't put my teeth in today. See that kids? <laughs> 
I left my denture out. Exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. If you've got this on yeah. Patreon, you can see Coatsy without his denture because he lost those two teeth when I was doing that movie mm-hmm. movie down in the South. And I wanted to keep them out today. So I had a nice little lisp for you. And uh, yeah, full frontal. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I get my, my first implant in a couple of weeks. Well, here we go. Um, Incredible. But I, I remember, Justin, when we started thinking about doing this, right? A couple of years yeah. ago, over two years ago, and you were... In, in you know instrumentum and 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 Caesar with his 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 stuff his incredible merchandise and me and Theo having to look at every goddamn show I, I remember clocking it Justin and kind yeah. of thinking that maybe we would be done around May of this year sure. April yeah. and then you were were completely in the front row going wait a minute wait a minute people love interviews People sure. love talking to the peeps. So let's go over like how many, how many beautiful people have we been able to talk to, would you say over the last couple of years on this show, Justin? Roughly. Oh boy. Uh, I'd say, you know, there, there were a couple before the Reaper reviews started, you know, less than a dozen, I think. Um, but I think since, you know, going to the kind of Reaper only format, we've, we've done I'd say maybe eight somewhere around there. I'd, I'd have to check to be sure. But uh, when it, when it I comes to having you know, people right. from the I show, think on. I think that's right. So whether it's like eight, 10, 11, yeah, whatever it's there. been um, before you knew it, May turned into June, June turned into July. And now not that we're dragging this out because huh. Coatsy's got to move on. I got to, I got shit to do. I got to lose some huh. weight. I got to get some new teeth. I got to, you know, I'm going to start reading my Batman comics again, Justin. I've had That's no right. time to do any of that shit. So I know you and Rossi have stuff up your sleeve, but let's uh, let's talk about you. I want to know, sure. bro, like, what's this been like for you? Like, take your time. What's this been like it's, for you? It's been interesting, I, I think, especially because so I, I came on close to the beginning, Uh in the beginning, it was it was Theo. He had Caesar do all the artwork. Carolyn did all the editing for the audio, and then there was a, another producer. Um, and this was back when Theo was doing interviews with you know celebrity other celebrities and stuff, not involved with with Sons. Um, You're talking about the Theory Pod, that Theory. Yes, pod the Theory Pod. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Theo came to me. We had you know been friends for years. Worked on some other projects together. Uh, you know, with Boot Campaign and and all that. That's right. Um, and he came to me and said, you know, he noticed not many podcasts had video. So we should do uh, some video for these. Would, would you be interested? And I said, yeah, sure. I had no idea what I was doing. Hysterical. Never, never uh, You're edited the perfect a video candidate. in my life. I think so, because I fit in with, <laughs> with him. Because uh, he didn't know what he's doing either. No. Um, so I think eventually, and I don't think this is telling uh, any secrets here. You know, I think he got sick of doing the interviews. Um, I think the ones that we do now are different because it's it's people deeply involved in the show, whether behind the scenes or on camera. Um, but, you know, he he came to me and said, what do you think about doing a Reaper once a month? This is great. Let's do it. Because uh, those are the only ones I had to edit. Everything else was just audio on YouTube. Uh, and then it turned into, oh, maybe we do maybe we do two a month. <laughs> and then here we are doing doing weeklies. So, but let's talk about that. Like, yeah, I don't remember even discussing doing one a week in those yeah. early days. Was it you and him then behind my back that went, wait a minute, if we're actually going to do this, there's 92 shows. Yeah. Coats will be 114 years old by the time, if we wait one a month, one a month, even mm-hmm. by, by monthly, like twice a month, that's not good enough. How did we settle on once a week, bro? I don't know that we did. I think, uh, I think Theo, you know, he's got a, a way of uh, convincing us. So it just kind of happened. And at, at first, I, for me, it's not a huge deal. I'm not, I'm not watching the episodes. I don't, you know, uh, spoiler alert. It's uh, I watched the show years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think I finished up uh, when the last season was in real time or, or right before the last season aired, I caught up on everything and then watched uh, the last one as it, as it happened. But I haven't really watched since I, I watched a couple here or there, um, but I can't imagine how you guys keep up with, you know, your busy schedules and then watching the show and taking notes. And, you know, Theo and I are pretty, 
pretty honest when it comes to this part of the show. And that is that we, we like not to complain because we fuck around with each other. We cut each other down. We love one another. We love you. You're part of the three amigos, but I'm not joking here, kids. When you have to be not have to, but when you're part, when part of the gig and the job and what you signed on for is you've got to look at the show yeah, and you've got to take notes of the show. And you got to be you got to be able to read those notes of the show. And you realize that Kim Coates has seen 30 of those 92 shows. So even though I remember kind of shooting this shit, right. I don't remember stuff. And so you've really got to go back and go back and think about it. And now so it takes a lot, of, a lot of time. And then you, sure. you have to find the time to get together. And sometimes we're in the middle of a, a bathroom break, run a boat, run a mountaintop, who knows? <laughs> but we have never missed that weekly thing. And that's why you and I yeah. are doing this today. Theo is completely not available this weekend. And I've got my second premiere for Neon Lights tomorrow night. By the time this airs, it'll be over. But I'm, that's why I couldn't be in Chicago this weekend. But I, I, I got to tell you, it is a lot of work and we love doing it and we've loved doing it. And I will say, I don't know what Rossi would say, and I don't really care, but I got to tell you, it's been easier the last mm, since season five, six and seven, because we're so right. caught up now. Like we're in order. We're, remember when we were doing crazy? Oh. All what were we that, thinking, that was all son? his idea. That, that was all him. I don't know. Or maybe you. I'm not sure. No, what, it was him. <laughs> What and I went along with it. It's, I'm just his, I'm his deputy man. He's the sheriff. I mean, what yeah. the hell were we thinking, Justin? I think it was supposed to be more fun uh, to jump around, but I think because I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know. You said you saw maybe thirty of them. Even besides that, you don't you didn't know you know scenes that you weren't in, uh-uh. uh, things like that. Like I'm sure there's tons of storylines that you had no idea were going to happen. And, uh-huh. and just to go back to the watching and taking notes, it's it's just funny to me because I can't think of anything. Uh, more exciting than, you know, doing homework while you're watching a show, you know, having, I'm sure you have to pause because then you're taking your note and you're missing what's happening. Adela, it takes me two hours yeah. to watch an hour show because yeah. I'm pausing all the time to write down my, because Theo can't write anything down. He's all on the phone. He just talks into his phone. So I got to yeah. make sure that I keep him on, 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 on point. I can't have him screwing up and going scenes out of order. So I got to make sure it's really not chicken scratch. You can, you can read the goddamn thing. Yeah. But I do think it's uh it, it is, you know, pretty incredible to, to not have missed. Um, you know, I don't, I don't consider a week like this a miss. We're still, we're still participating. No, in, in fact, in fact, in if, the I experiment. May, if I just may interrupt again, cause that's what I do without Theo on here. Cause he interrupts me all the time. I, I, I got to tell you, bro. These are the weeks that people look forward to because that means we still have a couple more to go. Sure. I, Justin, I got to tell you, I watched episode 12 last night. Wow. Um, I'm Rose or the Rose or call me Rose or I want to be a Rose or whatever the fuck the title is. Who cares? (laughs) I'm telling you what, it's an hour and 27 minutes long. And there isn't a dull, maybe one moment in the whole episode. It is the, it's the, it's the primo episode, man. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I cried. I remembered I'd seen this episode. It's beyond sad. It's, beyond tragic it's beyond oh. hamlet it is pure sutter at his best with all of us doing our part and uh it's it's amazing and we'll be talking about that on either the next show or who we got coming on justin who's our special guest coming on you know what it's uh it's interesting because I don't think anybody really requested this one. Uh, we just we just went. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we got yeah, we got Charlie coming on. It's a real so disappointment. Think, oh, it's, a real, it's a real disappointment. We got Charlie Hunnam coming on. Yeah, I think yeah. you, you mentioned it in the last episode, and the feedback's been awful. Uh, no one yeah. no one's looking forward to it. No one's no, looking think, forward to I it. I think since day one, even even when Theo was just doing theory uh, with the interviews, I think we were getting messages daily uh, asking to have him on, and I think. This is this is a great time to have him. 
Honestly, well, you, you, know. you, you, you were paramount in this about two months ago, three months ago. I threw it out there and you backed me right away. I said, you know, we really have to save the big four to the end. Sure. The Charlie, the Katie, the Ronnie and the Maggie. And we got Maggie and we got Ronnie and Katie's a little, little, little missing right now. Well, we'll see how sure. that goes, but yeah, we got Charlie and Emilio was like a, a bonus. Cause he's one of the original gangsters. He, mm-hmm. he had to come on. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I can't, I can't wait for Charlie, Justin, because yeah. that kid is no longer a kid. Mm-hmm. He's a man now. He's mm-hmm. gone through a lot since the end of Sons. And watching Absolutely. him uh, on this seven seasons of Sons with all the ups and downs with that character and the darkness and the he's a hero and then he's an anti-hero mm-hmm. and he's fucked it all up. And I don't want to give yeah. too much away, but for all of you who want to revisit the 12th episode of, of, of season seven. He changes, man. Yeah. Right before our eyes. Did it you, is you amazing remember watching. that? Did you, did you see it all, Justin, back in the day? I did. I did see it all back in the day. So my, my memory isn't, isn't great. Uh, when you guys are talking about it, I can, I can remember some of it. It'll, it'll come back in flashes. But I do remember seeing, you know, besides as a character, just his growth as, as an actor. Um, I mean, every, everybody on the show had it, but uh you know, you could really see from, no, from that first episode right, to the bro. end. He was. You saw it with him. Oh, you yeah. saw it with Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He I mean, really... I'm just a seasoned veteran. I'm a seasoned veteran. That's right. Tommy, no, seasoned, Booney, Tommy. No room for improvement there. No room for improvement. <laughs> Ronnie, are you kidding me? He burst, he burst that, that whole thing. He oh, popped yeah. out of his mama. He was a seasoned veteran at age three. But Charlie, that's right. Hanna, that's right. And come on, that that long locked blonde, long locked kid, season one in that candy store. Remember the drugstore? He's getting mm-hmm. a pack of smokes and the chick behind the. He looked like he was like 17, 18. The child. Yeah. The child. Yeah. I got, I got to say, uh, maybe we're not supposed to pick favorites, but the, the Ron episode has been my favorite. Um, I've I've only met him a couple of times back with. Yeah, tell you know, me about that. Tell me about when you met him. Do you remember what that was like? He's, he's uh, a fucking, you know, he's Ron I, Perlman, man. Yeah, I, I met him at I think at one of the boot rides that you guys did uh, years ago. Yeah, which you is did. Where I, where I met you uh, for the the first and only time in person. Uh, I think I'm trying to remember where that was. Some hotel in L.A. Uh, but I, I can't remember exactly which one it was that I met I met Perlman, and then we did a uh, Theo did that Staten Strong uh nonprofit, you know, were you there years for ago that? Now. Not in person. I was here in Texas, but I I put together me and a buddy of mine here put together a logo, website, all that. Um so we had tons of videos standing and ovation from- for you, JT. Standing <laughs> ovation, baby. I think that was that was right right place at the right time. And and really that again, uh you know, not to not to compliment him too much, especially since he's not here. But uh <laughs> You know, Theo, really, that's that's his heart there, uh, seeing his community hurting and immediately moving to action was was pretty awesome. Um, that, I think, was we had met once or twice before, Theo and I, but I think that was when we really, you know, started talking more. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that funny you should bring that up? There's something about a, <clears throat> a charity type event that brings the community together. And you sure. really get to, you know, it's not a red carpet. Hmm. It's not foot photographers everywhere. It's not a UFC fight where me and Theo have bodyguards. This is called a charity event. This is called raising awareness and money for the unfortunate people who something's hit them hard or they need yeah. something hard. And that was Theo's community. And Ronnie was there. I would have been there. I was in, I was in Kelowna doing my own charity at the time. Sure. I remember that. And I remember all the work that Theo did for, for Staten Island and him and Perlman. And well, we all are, we're attached at the hip and, you really see a true character as somebody at those things. And um, absolutely. And it wasn't about, it, it, it was very clear that it, it had nothing to do with them. Um, right. They would do a little video here or there to update people and to, I mean, it doesn't hurt when you've got one of their faces <laughs> attached to it, any of your faces attached to something, but uh, it was very much so just about the community. And, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, that was back when, you know, uh, Megan and I had met a couple of years before that we had, we had worked together at the nonprofit. Yeah. Uh, we were we were telling Theo, stories about Theo, that this Theo's beautiful wife Megan. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I remember. I, I we we sat next to each other, 
uh, you and Megan? In the office. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we became, became good friends. Boy, that's quick called and, Beauty and the Beast right there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and we would share this, uh, we would open cubes next to us and there was this big thing of Skittles that was always on the shelf next to us. And we would, we would, I would eat them all the time. And then when she told me she was moving, it's like, what, what am I going to do about snacks now? Like, <clears throat> I can't, can't do this on my what own. What am I going to do? And I remember uh, as soon as, pretty much as soon as she got moved in with Theo, uh, when, when she moved to the East Coast, I got a package a couple of days later from Theo with a bunch of Skittles in it. Ah, uh, yeah, so, you okay. Did. We're gonna get along. That's, just <laughs> <laughs> That's so but, uh, cute. No, so we've 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 stayed we've stayed friends on and off for for years, and and then especially the past couple of years, obviously, we've had some some forced closeness with the podcast, but it's it's been great. Well, that's, that's great. And just going back to what you said about Ron Perlman, about how he was one of your favorite interviews. I mean, you know, there's, there's just some real, I don't know when, when Perlman talks, people listen, you know, when he, absolutely. When he shares you, you, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, your best friend, your grandpa, your, your hubby, just your buddy telling stories around a camp campfire. I mean, and he's got so many of them and it's comes from the heart, that guy. And he's so fucking funny. Oh yeah. It, it's funny. Cause it's, it's like, you, you know what you're going to get with him, but you have no idea uh, because yeah. you know, he's going to be honest. I don't, I don't think he's going to pretend anything. Um, no, but, but you never know what he's going to say. And I think, that no, we were, and you know, you're part of the team. We were, I wouldn't say we were worried, right. but we were definitely wondering what, what Pearl was going to come out of the peapod that day. Sure. And yeah, we never and cut you, anything. So no. it was interesting to think, what if, what if, but what you know, if, it was great. Yeah. What if we need to cut, cut, cut around him, but we never did. And no, God, you're kind of amazing at that shit, bro. Because me and Theo, I mean, I'm such a nightmare at this technical shit. I, no. I can't fucking cope. I can't, I can't. I think the one thing I'm going to miss my camaraderie with my little brother. I'm going to miss my camaraderie with you. I might even miss the show a little bit because I can't believe I've actually watched the fucking thing now. But the one thing I will not miss is the technical Wi-Fi. Why? Why can't you hear me? Why? What the? I can't. I I freak out all the time. Theo's very good at calming me down. I won't miss any of that. In fact, I don't know if you saw this, Justin, but the other day and I, I, I don't think I've ever done this before. But when these beautiful Reaper reviews are in the rear view mirror, even though they'll mm-hmm. always be there to look at and listen to. I'm going to take a month off Twitter. Yeah, I'm just going to step away for a while. I think I really need to step away for a while. And the unfortunate thing for me, I'm so lucky this way is I, I, I've got so many charities mm-hmm. and I've got stuff I want to talk about, but the madness that has become on me happily happily from reaper reviews and people and and artwork and and the the familia that we've made come on justin that you've made on this whole crazy social media you never want to say goodbye to it but sometimes i think you just got to step away and reflect am i wrong sure no i don't think you are and i think uh you know my my mentions on twitter are crazy uh, which is is different for me. I'm not used to all the tags and the comments and stuff. So I can't imagine. Yeah, you're yours. in it now. You're this in the mix, baby boy. It, in terms of uh, things where you know my face or more, you know, where I have myself out there, this is this is it for me. This is the only thing I've got going on like that. Everything I do is behind the scenes. Uh, so I can't imagine you've got a million other projects. Theo's got a million other projects. So to have people coming at you from every direction, even when it's good, it can be overwhelming uh, for sure. So yeah, I think, I think I really and plus need to Twitter, get... Twitter on its own, besides our community, Twitter's a, a nightmare anyway. Uh, I just get angry when I'm on there because, you know, all the news. Well, then stuff how do you and... keep it together, young man? I've just seen you, I've seen <laughs> you tone down the bullshit. Look at that. I got bullshit. I got bullshit. I played a guy like that down in the South a couple months ago. That's right. Oh, I can't wait for you to see that movie. Anyway, honestly, bro, how do you do it? How do you keep it all? Like me and Theo will go, me and Theo, that's good English. Theo and I will go, okay, this this fucking gal or this fucking guy or what's going on here? Why would Mm -hmm. they say? And you just go, hang on a sec, boys. I got this. And you've handled every 
single fire. You've put them all out. Hang on before you start, because I want to hear this. I'm going to say one more thing, Justin. You're like Theo. You're ready to go. And I just have to jump in when I can. Justin, I'm telling you, we have from two and a half years ago, weeded through, weeded through, weeded through. And and I I remember when Perlman, even with his, like, I can't get political. I I really try to, because Mm -hmm. it's too hard. It's too hard for me to respond all the time. And people know where I believe, where my line is, my science first. They, They know I'm a liberal. They know all that shit. But for you to weed away all the negative, negative, negative. And now today with this Sam fam that we've created, that you've helped create, it's a lot of it is because of you, bro. You've really, okay, well then tell us, how did you do it all? How did we weed away the people that just wanted to be negative for no other reason, but then to be negative? Yeah. You know, uh, especially in the beginning, I think I will say first 99% 99% of, of people that I've interacted with through this have been incredible. Good. Um, great, great people. And, and I think, uh, you know, even though we might be coming to a close on, on this chapter of, of the show, uh, you know, we'll see what, what Theo and I do after, but um, I think that community lives, you know, for forever. Um, I think there's friendships that were made and, and uh, almost it's a family to a lot of people. And, and I think that's, that's incredible. Um but the other 1%, <laughs> uh, it, it's been quiet for a while. I think we we did a good job at uh, you know trying to kill him with kindness. Um, in the beginning, for me, it was difficult. Um, I took everything personally. Yeah, you sure did. Didn't, didn't matter what anybody was saying, if it was true, if it was not. I, I, you know, I, I definitely took it personally. I would text you. I'd text Theo, like, what do I do? I don't, I don't know, you know how to handle it. And you guys were always good at kind of pointing me in, in the right direction or, or talking me down a bit, but, but letting me kind of handle it. Um, and, and I thought that's been interesting. Um, and I, you know, immediately felt part of the team from the beginning when it was like, you know, these are, these were my decisions to make on what we do. Um, and I think, I really think that was, it was just not giving in and, and getting, you know, angry or maybe being angry here at home by myself, but not getting angry back to people, um, doing my best to just, keep things calm and diffuse the situation and it worked most of the time. Um, but I think especially in the past, you know, six months to a year of this, it's, it's chilled out a lot and it's, it's been almost completely positive and that's, that's great. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how to succeed, but I can tell you how to fail by trying to please everyone. We certainly right. learned that along, along the way. And I think uh, it's funny when you start to engage with negativity, sometimes it's better not to engage at all. Sure. But if the negativity keeps coming for whatever reason, you know, and we've done some things that haven't been perfect. We've done some things that maybe have gone off the beaten track a little bit, but they were always based upon what Theo and I and you, JT, thought was fair, was fair. Sure. And then along the way, we started getting all these incredible kindness first, kindness first. And if people think for one second that I don't have anxiety or some mental health issues. You're fucking nuts. We all do. Everybody does. And in fact, um, this movie, uh, Neon Lights, which opened last week in Hamilton, sold out 700 tickets, two screenings. Mm. The reviews are coming out. They're pretty amazing. And now we're doing it again tomorrow night, like I told you. It's literally about mental health. Dana, Dana Abraham wrote it. Wrote it for himself, surrounded himself with a bunch of talented people, including my daughter, Brenna, and myself, I suppose. I'll throw me in there. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, the stuff that I had to read to prepare to play this guy that deals with, you know, Dana deals with boyhood trauma, early teenager trauma, turns into a rock star tech guy, then loses it all, all of it, and gets his family back to this estate to try and figure out what the fuck happened and people start to die and you Mm. just don't, you don't know what's going on in his head, what's happening. It's a beautiful, 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 very hard to watch at times Alfred Hitchcockian kind of movie. And I'm pretty proud of it anyway, for you to, to handle what you did do for, for Theo and I. And like I said, if you, if you, if you, um, if you get involved, 
with a conversation a lot with some of this negativity. And I'm not saying they're all wrong. I'm, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to understand it. Where sure. does it come from? Why is there anger involved? Then why are people jealous? Why are you cutting that person down? And if you try and fix it all, you're going to end up not doing justice to yourself. Sure. So to have you, Justin, back in the day, really help Theo and I navigate our way through Reaper Reviews, you were, uh, you were a king, man. You were a king. No, I, was, I was happy to do it. I, I think this has been, it's been, it's been a really fun project. Uh, it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of, uh, um, <coughs> you know, I, 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 going back to what you said about, you know, some of the decisions we've made, good or bad. Um, I think that's one thing is we've, we've never done, I don't think anything uh, without, you know, beating, beating a dead horse over and over again to uh to make sure we're making the right decision, whether, you know, unfortunately, whether people think it is or not, you know, there's always been a lot of discussion about everything we've done. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, again, not everybody's going to agree with everything and that's okay. Uh, it's just, it's just in the way we respond. And I think most of the time we responded correctly when, when those things came up, but, uh, it's, but like I said, it's been, it's been mostly positive, uh, for, for the past several months. Uh, it's been great. A little okay, comment that, here or there on the YouTube, but those are easy to hide. <laughs> no, that's, it's been amazing. All right. Now, yeah. so before we get to the questions, sure, I, I want to know, like, like, um, what do you think you and Theo might be doing? Do you want to keep it under your hat right now? Do you want to keep it on the down low? Are you guys no, still processing like in August when this is all over? Might you take a month off? Do you want to keep it going? What's what's going to sure? Because the old the old man is 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 running off into the sunset. I'm hopping on my black horse and I'm galloping for the sunset. I'm going to mm-hmm. wave at you because a lot of love, but this two and a half years, are you joking me? How the hell did we even do it? So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what you and the kid Theo come up with. If you guys yeah. continue, I think uh, we have no idea. Honestly, uh, we talked oh, about beautiful. it a little more this weekend, but uh and I think that fits with the theme so far. It's just kind of, uh, it fucking you know, does. when it, when it comes to, like I said, when it comes to a lot of the behind the scene decisions of what we're going to do with, with certain things or how we're going to handle things, lots of thought there. But when it comes to just, you know, each episode, it's, it's, you just kind of wing it. Um, and I think that's, that's where we're at right now is, uh, I think we want to keep doing something. Uh, we just, we just aren't sure yet. Uh, but I'm, well, I'm looking forward to figuring it out. It's, it's going to be amazing for you two to figure it out because I think, Rossi's so fucking good at this shit. Like he's just, I would never say that to his face. That's why you're here, Mr. Jubilee. I can tell you because I would never say this to Theo's face ever. Not going to happen. No, never. No. Um, He's really good at this. Mm -hmm. He's really, he's really good at this. And I think we ham and egg it really, really well. People say that and it's kind of true. So I think he's got some more stories to tell. I think he's got some more process to think about with his life and share. And I think we've, mm-hmm. we've garnered an incredible community of people oh, yeah. listening to this podcast for the past two and a half years. And it's only continued to grow and grow and grow. So I, I look forward to it, bro. And I I'll be at your side, listening from the side and I'll call in and ask the odd question, smoking my cigarette on my motorcycle. That's right. That's right. We're not going to leave you alone. So. Atta boy. <laughs> you know, you know that. All right, JT, we got a couple of questions. Right. What, what, what are some of the peeps asking? So we, we actually got quite a few. So I ended up, you know, putting a number to each one and, and kind of randomizing so that we could, you know, sure. keep it fair. Um, so I'm just going to start from the top. These are in no order. Uh, I think you've touched on this a little bit um, in, in some of the previous episodes, but uh, when it comes to, you know, getting into a new character, uh, what, what, what's your process like? Is there a, a ritual or something that you, you go through? Do you have, you know, what, what do you, what is it? Look I, like? it's, it's amazing that that question is a, such a good question. It keeps getting asked. I, 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 I don't have any uh, uh, ritual at all. I simply read the script <laughs> and it's funny with this cranium, with this brain that's done so much character work over the last 40, 45 years or so. It's amazing where it goes when I'm reading. And if the script's not very good, I shut it down. It's over. If the script's good, I'll keep reading and I'll keep reading. And it's amazing where the brain goes as I'm reading. And I know, I know really early, I can sniff it out. It's very palpably. I can feel it. 
uh, if this is something that might be right for me or something that I really want to get into. And I don't even know why sometimes, but the writing's got to grab me. It's all about the writing. That's oh, yeah. it. And the rest, then we start to yeah, figure it all out. I, I think even the best, even the best performance can't really make up for a, a bad script. So absolutely. Yeah, no, that's it. So I, I guess, you know, keeping on the theme of, of great writing, have you, have you considered, you know, any, any future writing projects or directing or do you know what I, out? you know what I do, Justin is I, 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 I haven't thought about writing because I get so much given to me to read. I feel very you know blessed that way, but I will say that like bad blood, for example, mm-hmm. the Simon Barry, Michael Conovis, incredible double duo writing talented Shakespeare's both of them because I uh, insisted on being a producer on that and they gave it to me happily. I get to give notes. Yeah. I give notes. I love being part of the notes. I love making it better. I love making it more real. I love making it more funny. I love making it more whatever it's going to be. And every single director that I work with, including Tom Shulman, who just won an Oscar for Dead Poets Society in the early 90s, who I just worked with in Georgia, even he listens Mm -hmm. when I change shit and I tell him why. And he goes, yeah, that's it. That's good. That's good. So, no, you're not going to see Kim Coates probably writing a script. But you, you kids have no idea how much I do in the creating of the process when the script is already done. And I, I enjoy that a lot. Directing, it'll happen. Not yet. Directing takes a lot of time. You got to find the right piece. I've been given stuff to direct before and it just hasn't been the right piece yet or the right time. You, you have to, when you direct a piece, you have to have it. You have to rewrite it or you have to take the notes on it. Then you have to get your producers. Then you have to get your cast. Then you got to raise your money. Then you got to shoot it. Then you got to edit it. Then you got to put music to it. And before you know it, that's two years of your life. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that shouldn't be the most happy two years of your artistic life. If you want to direct something and you're lucky enough to be offered it, but that that's, I'm still acting too much and I'm still producing too much to delve into directing just yet, but I will. Sure. That's, that's great. Um, I think that's, that's good insight um, into, into the process, knowing that uh, they, they trust you and listen to you on projects and rightfully so uh, you've, you've done, you've done a couple films and TV yeah, shows here or there. So, yeah, so that's, two. that's good that they, that they listen uh, and, and apparently it's worked. I um, guess. I'm, so you know, far, I'm looking forward tricked, to seeing these, these new ones. Um, so actually I, I want to touch on this one just because I thought it was fun and it's a selfish question for me. Uh, somebody asked who your favorite uh, Red Wing is, past or present. Yeah, no, that's easy. It's Gordy Howe. Yeah, I figured. The Sox. I mean, the Sox. You know, that's Stevie. Well, I, yeah, I'm about to tell everybody now, but that the Sox are actually Stevie Eisenman. Oh, man, I messed up. Yeah, no, that's all right. Those are, those are Stevie Eisenman socks, but mm-hmm. they're, Stevie's probably my, I don't have favorites after Gordy. They're all, sure. You know, Bobby Probert. I mean, my God, Osgood. We can go on and on and on. Illich, you own the team. The whole, I can go on and on. But Gordy Howe, when I was six or seven years old, grade one, grade two, Saskatoon, Leaf fan. Always will be a Leaf fan. But someone at school said to me, hey, did you know Gordy Howe was born here? And I went, really? I went home. I said, Dad, is that true? Was Gordy Howe born in Saskatoon? He says, get in the car. Little black Edsel, pour in this car. Drive about eight, nine minutes to Floral, Saskatchewan, right in the outskirts of Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. Said, That's Gordy's house right there. And I said, no way. I said, Dad, I'm sorry to tell you this because he was a big Leaf fan. I said, I'm, I'm not a Red Wing fan. So <laughs> I became a Red Wing fan when I was like grade two, something like that. Awesome. And and Gordy Howe, I got I got to meet him one time, one time only in an airport. And I'm not, I'm not kidding you, JT. I shook his hand and his hand just took over my entire arm, my forearm up to my leg. He's just one of the biggest guys, strongest guys, kindest guys in the world. But yeah, Gordy Howe is my, he's my boy. And I couldn't, I I had to ask because the, the, I I couldn't stand the Red Wings when I was a kid. No, you you hated it. This was the early, early nineties, mid nineties when they were just, you know, them and the devils were a big rivalry. And I was a big guy in Colorado. Uh, Yeah. Who's your team? My team was the Devils. I haven't watched in a, in a couple of years. I've been. Well, they won you a few cups, it. three, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. And that we're was lucky, when... you and me, at our generation. I'm older than you, man. I mean, the Wings finally won me four cups. Yep. I'd never seen them win. Their last win was like 1957. I was born in '58. <laughs> so for them to finally win four, and the Devils, come on, Rodur, Rodur, oh, and I talk. You know that, right? Oh yeah. No, I didn't. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, obviously, you're you're a fan of his. He's one of the greatest goals oh, yeah. of all time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but now looking back, uh, I mean, you couldn't deny it, the the Red Wings were were crazy. They were great. Yeah, they uh, were built the right way, man. When they got Stevie Eisman, when they drafted him in 1983, all of a sudden, mid 90s, here we go. We started being up for cups, and they finally started winning them. It was great. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously, I think everybody knows by now uh, that you you were you were on Mayans a couple weeks yeah. ago. Um, uh, one question that came in that I thought was really interesting was, do you think that doing this whole, this whole process with the podcast, watching all the episodes that help you get back in into TIG pretty easily? Or do you think you would have been able to do it either way, you know, without revisiting? Uh, what a great question. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, I will say this, that when the call came and I was sitting down and they answered my questions that like, you got to write for me. I can't just go in there and break up a fight or have nothing mm-hmm. to do. I have no interest in being a cameo. I need to. And when Elgin James said, no, we're going to do the best we can. You're an iconic character. Obviously we want to do you justice. And when they sent me the first draft and I said, yes, and the money was right. And all that was right. I, I'm not sure I would have had too much trouble when that when that cut went on and that when I was, you know, putting on a wardrobe fitting and that cut was mm-hmm. on and the leather underneath and the jeans again and new boots and the same knife and the bangles from my drawers and the rings and the right hands. My hair was long. I don't know, bro. I, I think I would have found it anyway. But how ironic was that Theo and I and you are doing these goddamn who cares podcast mm-hmm. and we're watching sons once a week and to see how tig moved and talked and walked and because i haven't watched the show that much yeah that probably that probably soaked right up into me and i didn't even know it sure sure yeah i think i think like you said it, it probably would have come to you anyway i'm sure it would have like you know like you said it's like riding a bike again you did it for, it for sure, so long it sure it was did you see the show by the way I didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. I've seen That's clips. All right. I, I got to watch finally, the episode, though. I finally saw it. I finally yeah. saw it like a week ago when I got back to L.A. Um, I didn't have it in my TV at my in my place up in Canada and where I was filming. Mm-hmm. I think I was, I don't maybe, maybe I was in Halifax at the time. It doesn't matter. Um, I finally saw it. And uh, it was powerful, man. It was me sure. and Emilio. I, I, I know the response has been has been incredible. Uh, people, it's really, really weird and wild to see me back after eight years since the show's been over. Yeah, Absolutely. and to do and to do with Emilio is something special. But that's that's awesome. Um, you know, you talk a lot about you know the Shakespeare connection with with sons. Um, what do you, do you think? There's a certain Shakespeare character that that's most similar to Tig. Um, that'd be hard to answer because, you know, at the beginning of this whole thing, Justin, we all wondered, well, okay, well, we know Charlie's Jacks. We know Gertrude's. Okay. That's Chandler. Mm-hmm. Claudia's that's easy. That's Ron. Who the fuck is who's Horatio? It's gotta be Ryan. And Horatio is the only one who lives in the fucking end. Right. Well, he mm-hmm. didn't last till the end. So it's pretty hard to, I think the Hamlet thing gets overused if I may. Sure. I think the theme of Hamlet went all the way through Sons for sure. Ophelia, Tara, or Wendy. We're not sure. Maybe a combo of both. Probably Wendy. But wait, Tara dies, not Wendy. And Ophelia, one of the most gruesome taking your own life deaths ever in, in Shakespeare. So we could talk about that till the cows come home. But I do know that when I watched the show last night, the episode 12, Justin, mm-hmm. and we're not going to talk about it here. We'll wait till your little brother Theo Rossi comes back from his gallant adventures in Chi Town. <laughs> um, a lot of people die in twelve, yeah, and a lot happens in twelve before we send people off in thirteen. And Shakespeare is at the front and center of all of it, with ghosts, mm-hmm. with all kinds of shit happening in that fucking show. So yeah, no, I don't know if Tig is, is any one character or not, but I think that's the joy of playing Tig, right? He had so many, so many elements of his internal workings. That boy was very complicated and tough oh, yeah. and sad and funny and comforting and psychotic and 
all kinds of shit going on with him. So whatever mm-hmm. Shakespeare character it was or a combination of a few, it was sure fun to play. Oh, absolutely. And I just back to the, uh, the episode 12, I think these, these next two are going to be, or these last two, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how you fit it all in uh, to one chat because I do how? remember there's so much going on. How are we going to um, do it? I mean, maybe we break them yeah. up, I, but people like to hear it all in one. No, we're going to rifle yeah. through, man. And so, whether yeah. that you're just going to have to keep smoking your, your cigarettes, which you <laughs> never do no. and your pot, which I'm not sure you do. No, and have your little shot of whiskey once in a while if you want, because you're gonna have a lot of work to do. Those next, oh, these yeah. next two, especially twelve, it's nonstop talking, talking. It's gonna be fun. Got a lot to say. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Um, one one thing that came up a handful of times was uh, you working with your daughter on, a, on yeah. a, some stuff recently, and I'd I'd love to know you know how that's been, and um, I'd imagine that's that's got to be pretty powerful stuff for you. Uh, it is just, it's pretty, it's pretty great. You got kids, man, you know, I mean, they're young, but Brenna's, you know, Brenna's a true talent. She's just a true talent. And I know I'm her dad and I'm, I'm biased and all that, but she's, uh, she's got more talent than me. She's young. She's got it all going on and uh, she's doing it the right way. Theater, 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 NYU, Tish Acting Academy, got her degree, Broadway, winning awards on Broadway from the play called The Wolves. OB Drama Desk Award. Then she comes right to Toronto to do Jerusalem with her old man, me, in 2018. Mm-hmm. Then she's off doing more stage. Now she's doing movies and a little TV here and there. Um, you know, the only thing that's tough for Brenna and all these young artists, we talk about it all the time, is the world's changed since COVID. You know, you the, it's all Zoom. Yeah. It's all like you and me right here. Normally, you know, you'd be right there. Mm-hmm. I'd be going, um, hey, buddy, high five. Right. Touching your hand, little contact. These young artists have to get parts just on Zoom, self-tape, self-tape, mm. self-tape. And I'm not complaining for Brenna because she's killing it. But, you know, everyone needs and desires more. So mm. I hope the world continues to change for the better. But to be with Brenna and work with her on Neon Lights, even though I don't have really any scenes with her, I've won. Uh, but to watch her work on the monitor and to watch Ruz Adari this beautiful Canadian Iranian director who directed the piece. And he's amazing to work with her and give her some counsel and some ideas and have her be so strong and committed and subtle. She plays this therapist. I mean, it's just beautiful to watch. I'm just so proud. I'm like a dad. I mean, I don't know if you saw any photos from last week's premiere in Hamilton, but they're everywhere Mm -hmm. now and love more this coming Sunday. So yeah, to answer your question, everyone knows this in the Sam fam when you're, Lucky enough to have, whether you have your aunt and uncle and you got nephews and nieces or you got kids or you don't, or you have just great buddies that you can share everything with. For me to share shit like this with Brenna, my daughter, uh, in the profession that I chose, I stumbled into it. She she was picked (laughs) to be an actor as soon as she came out of Diana. Um, And we're all proud of her. Yeah, it's been been special to be a part of. So I guess the the stumbling into acting, uh, did you have a backup plan? No. What, what would you be doing? No I'd be idea. working in a pool hall. I'd be working in a <laughs> like pool that. hall, bro. I'd yeah. be driving muscle cars. I'd be trying to, uh, you know, audition to, to coach the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I, I, I was such a jock. Still am. Mm-hmm. I was all sports. Um, didn't know what a soliloquy was. I, I heard of Shakespeare. We did a little bit of him in grade 11 and grade sure. 12, but come on. To stumble into acting like I did in college when I was going to be a history teacher because I loved history. Churchill's my hero. I could go on and on and on about history and and the love of history that I have and I will always have. But acting was a stumble. I found it. It found me. And if you want to believe in destiny or fate, do you believe in that shit, Justin? It's hard to say. Maybe. Tell tell me your thoughts on that because I'm, I'm curious about that. Like, do you think things happen for a reason or not really or you make them happen or? I don't know. I, th- I think it's maybe a combination of both. Um, I think in in most ways you gotta you gotta make things happen. If you're if you're just sitting around, you know, things probably aren't going to happen. Um, the things happening for a reason is is difficult for me because then how do you, how do I reconcile with you know all the the terrible things that happen? Correct. Um, but I agree. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a tough one for sure. I I I just know that you know. When you, when you figure out how you meet certain people or the happenstance moment that, that 
you know, and then they become your best pal or you end up marrying that girl or that guy or whatever. I just find that, wow, something's going on out there. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. But when it works out, it's really, it's really something to talk about and keeps you warm inside for sure. Absolutely. I I like that. I like that. Um, so I don't know how much how much time we have left. I'm going to tell have... you right now. We're going to talk about Rossi coming up, but let's okay. let's, let's do one or two more. And then yeah, we'll let talk me, about Rossi. Let me let me give you one more. Sure. Uh, and I'm not I'm not even sure how much you can say, but uh, are you able to tell us any more about uh, some of your upcoming roles, like from White House Plumbers or Southern Gothic or anything like that? Yeah. First of all, I think uh, White House Plumbers. Um, it should have been out in May, and okay. we shouldn't be concerned. I think it's still going to be kind of phenomenal when it comes out but discovery ended up buying part of warner's which was part of hbo mm-hmm. max so everything's in flux right now and i know they spent a shit ton of money on white house plumbers like over 100 million so it's not going to sit on the shelf it's coming out eventually mm-hmm. and i wish i knew when but they're being very very tight-lipped so you'll hear it when i hear about that peeps um right. southern gothic i think we changed the title to double down south Okay. I think people thought that it was more of a horror movie with the gothic thing in there. Mm. I think Tom sure. Shulman, he knows what he's doing. I think it's called Double Down South now. Um, it's uh, it's trying to get into Toronto, one of the biggest film festivals in the planet. So nice. if it does, we're well on our way. If it doesn't, then we'll get into other film festivals. It's going to do the festival circuit this fall, but but before we sell it and stuff. So you won't see that for a while, mm-hmm. but you might be lucky enough to see it at one of these festivals coming up. That's great. Um, and that's the life we live. And speaking of that, like our little brother, Theo Rossi, like, right. Like he's about to do a movie coming up. He's leaving Chicago back home for a minute and a half. And he's on a plane right away. Mm-hmm. He's gone for a month. So the next time you see Theo, everybody he's going to be in some hotel room somewhere. But can we just talk for one second, what it must be like to wake up being Theo fucking Rossi. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure he knows. Tradella, not only does he not know, he doesn't want to know, but I have to tell you, I've known that kid now since 2008. What is that? 14 years now? Yeah. 14 mm-hmm. years. And man, oh man, I can't even, we could do a podcast for three years going over some of the shit that he and I have done together. Like no, no joke, no yeah. joke. But there's been a real awakening in something with him for me. Um, not only has he become an incredible father and best friend and husband and all that, but his acting, like, lately, like, are you even fucking kidding me? <laughs> I remember him being so honest on the Reaper reviews, Justin. I don't know. Maybe season one or two. And Theo had this thing with his jaw. Whenever he got tense, he did this thing with his jaw. And he was honest enough in these Reaper reviews to talk about that and watch it because you'd have to watch the episodes and write about it. And I remember being with him. He was always in the trailer beside me. Me, Tommy, and Theo were always in a a triple, triple, triple banger. And I remember telling him, I'd grab his jaw and go, just, hey, what are you doing? Get rid of that tension. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And whether it worked 100%, 20%, it doesn't matter because today, years later, and he gets so good in the end of Sons of Anarchy. I mean, he's really figured it out. And I can't say this enough to everybody out there listening to be an actor or, or watch acting. You can't act. If you act, they see it. Mm-hmm. You have to feel it. Feel it and listen. You have to listen and then respond. And then I'm, I'm not saying you can't act. I and mean, look at me in Waterworld. I mean, I'm acting my face off, but I'm not acting. Right. I'm the guy. I've turned into the guy. And I wasn't afraid to fail because I was way over the top of that Irish crazy man. But Theo, uh, he keeps me buoyant. He keeps me pretty fucking happy. He wears me the fuck out because he's a lot <laughs> of energy. Um how is he with you, bro? Our little boy, he's, Theo Rossi. He's been great. You know, on a, on a personal level, he's been, you know, always been there and, and helpful with, with anything that's going on. And that's been 
been great. He's, you know, been great to my kids when, when we've gotten together over the past several years. Um, and, and you're, you're absolutely right about, uh, you know, just his abilities. And I think his, I think you can tell he's gotten very comfortable, um, or at least it seems like it in, in playing these big roles. Uh, I yeah, remember man. telling him, you nailed it. I remember telling him, you know, when he did, uh, what was it? American skin. I said, I, I watched it and I, I texted him shortly after. And I said, I got to tell you, buddy, uh, you, you, you really, you know, you blew me away in that. Cause I said, I couldn't stand you. I could, yeah. I, I said, you know, That's you're a compliment. One, one of my closest friends, but if, if I, if that was you, I would never talk to you again. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And then, you know, seeing him do, you know, true story and really get into the character of Gene and really, uh, kind of live it. And like you said, just become the character and not act it. I think that was, that was incredible, but, uh, yeah, I think he's worked well, you as well. Uh, both of you really throughout this whole thing have worked on a million projects. We haven't um, stopped. I mean, no, you and I need to talk about that JT. I think we need to kind of count them up. I think so. And I think that's the funny thing about the, uh, the podcast is I, at least the way that I understood it was, this was just you know, you guys weren't going to be busy for a while. So that was yeah. the plan. We know nobody knew what the world was going to look like. So I was like, Oh, we'll do the podcast because you know, nothing's going to go on. And then you guys took two weeks off and you were back at it. Yeah. Well, I think we started in that May, June of 2020, mm-hmm. April, May, something like that. Yeah. And then in Canada, things opened up before America and that August, September, in fact, Theo's first work in the pandemic was up in Hamilton. Yeah. That in that, that, Theo and the corn movie, yeah. Theo and the cornfield movie that was up in Hamilton in Canada. So mm-hmm. we haven't stopped since that no. August, you know, like two years ago, exactly. Almost mm-hmm. right up until now. Uh, we'll, we'll go over all that shit. And, and speaking about Rossi, I mean, Emily, the criminal, have you seen the trailer? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's going to okay. be a, great. Like, Holy crap fest. It yeah. looks amazing. And I remember, all his, you know, his concern about the accent and all the work and all that. And I went, mm-hmm. no, man, this is right up your alley. I mean, be scared. Be scared of t- saying yes to this guy. Yeah. And uh, based on the trailer and, and all the shit that happened in Sundance for that kid, this movie, this could be really something. I, I It's opening oh, yeah. in August. I can't wait to see it. I can't either. I, I remember, like you said, the, the kind of the process of, of getting into it and, uh, you know, him kind of telling me a little bit about working with some of the cast and it, it sounds like it's going to be a really fun watch. Uh, the trailer, Huge. like I said, is, is great. So really looking forward to that one. All right. You juicy Jubilee, you JT <laughs> juicy Jubilee me with no tea doing no tea today. I like I it. I mean, this has been the most fun I've had on this because there was no Theo fucking Rossi. <laughs> you know what I think of Theo. This has been so such a reprieve of that guy riding me and riding me and riding me. Um, we miss you, Theo. We love you, little buddy. JT, um, we can't do this without you, bro. You get the final word. Thanks for coming on today, man. No, oh, thank you. I, I appreciate you guys and and all the all the hard work. You know, like you said, uh, it hasn't been easy <laughs> for, for a, a number of reasons. Uh, I think uh, people don't realize a lot of a lot of podcasts, I mean, you just walk in, you sit down in a chair at the studio and you, you talk, everything's set up. You've got people that did all that. Correct. Uh, you usually aren't doing them from bathrooms or restaurants <laughs> or things like that. So uh, I know it's been a, been a challenge at times. And I know you guys have handled it uh, without complaints unless they were funny. Uh, exactly. and, and I think I definitely appreciate that. And I know, I know all the listeners, the, uh, the Sam fam, I know they appreciate it as well. Well, we love you, buddy. And I know uh, yeah, from, I you, from, from me to you, uh, love to the family. And I see you every week and I see you sometimes sprinkled <laughs> out during the week. And thanks for doing this. And next yeah. week's going to be a big one, too. So send this out to the peeps when you're supposed to. And we love you, JT. Thanks for doing the Jubilee. Thanks, buddy. Love you. See you, buddy. See you later. Love you, man. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. 
And, uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example. Um, and let's keep making a difference. All right. All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the theory team, the team. Okay, starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So. Shout out to the entire theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up, um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.